Welcome to the Witchy Work Wishes podcast, a place to find your weekly inspiration for bringing your personal witchcraft practice into your business, work, and office. Welcome to Witchy Work Wishes. I am your host, Charlene, and today's episode is a long time coming and something I have been super anxious and excited about for a while. Today we are talking about sigils and I have a guest joining me to help walk us through it all. But first, I'd like to share some things I did over the weekend to help with my own personal practice. It was a magical weekend for sure. This time, tapping into my own personal heritage and planning out my Christmas Eve with my boys and mom this year. Now, not that Christmas Eve is not special enough just in itself, I am adding a new layer into our annual traditions this year to bring the historical ancestral level to it. So first tradition, and this one goes way, way back to when my boys were very little, um, I think actually back in 2004 maybe, uh, but my boys found out there was no Santa Claus in the spring of that year. So my whole goal and theme was trust and believe. Now, we are not religious in any form or fashion, so Christmas for me, for my whole life, and my boy's whole life, um, was all about family, more, you know, Norse traditions, Santa Claus, and presents on Christmas Day. But for a child's first Christmas without Santa, well, you know, pressure was on, but I made it happen. And that Christmas Eve, we watched the Polar Express. It was the first year I think it came out. And it was perfect because this was the year that I needed to step it up. So on Christmas Eve, they opened their own bell. Not elaborate, you know, I did not have a bunch of money when the boys were little. Uh, And they each got a piece of paper that had a word punched out, just like the tickets in Polar Express. Now, Taylor's word was trust, and Connor's word was believe. And I even made a bell... Um, and ticket for my mom, which said beauty. So year after year on Christmas Eve, the boys would get in their jammies, the lights would be turned off, candles were, of course, already going, and a warm fire was lighting up the living room. We would settle down, and they opened their bell. They had their punched out word. And actually later, um, a couple years later, I started adding a personal card to each of them saying how very much I love them, how appreciated they were, and how proud I was of them. Now, after Polar Express ended, the boys went off to bed, and my mom and I brought all of the presents out and put them under the tree. Stockings were stuffed, and a glass of wine was shared between mother and daughter as we, as we grabbed blankets and curled up and looked with great approval <laughs> at all of our hard work. Now, it's almost 20 years later, and this routine has yet to change. It's the last thing we do on Christmas Eve, and it's a tradition that holds so much value to me and my family. Now, over time, I hope this tradition stays so that, you know, when I am gone, they can bundle their many, many holiday bells (laughs) collected over the years and know that I am still with them during Christmas. So the new addition this year is the Ancestry Announcements, which I think I mentioned last week. 
And honestly, neither my mom nor me can see straight. We are so excited. Again, not a big surprise with all of my mom's hard work on our, you know, bloodline, but the boys' results came in and we're going to make it very ceremonial. Now, part of my mom's family tradition that I personally grew up with I was having Welsh rarebit. Um, It's basically a really yummy cheese sauce of types. But we had that on Christmas Eve. Now, our variation with my family was to put it over saltine crackers instead of toast. Uh, But I brought it back over the past couple of years, not as a full, you know, not as a full meal, but more like an appetizer um, or something in between that. (laughs) My tradition for Christmas Eve is a big ham, potatoes, and green beans. And You know, once you start something, be careful because it can't be changed. Uh, So it is set. But I do prepare the Welsh rarebit to have before dinner. So this year, I bought some mead that has a great uh, Viking image on it. And we're going to have the Welsh rarebit um, over homemade rolls that, and you'll understand more when you hear Justin and I talking, that the boys will be carving a sigil into before baking to you know, kind of help celebrate our traditions. Now, after we have the mead and yummy cheese and toast, um, we are going to present, their, my mom and I are gonna present their little binders or books that have all of the good information in it. And I can't give it away in case either Taylor or Connor are listening to this right now, but we have some stuff planned, like really cool stuff. Um, candles with the sigil drawn in it uh, that will be lit on Christmas Eve five generation old quilts that will be brought out like oh my god so much stuff I my mom and I are just going crazy over this and I'm honestly smiling I have a big smile on my face right now just talking about this after we have you know fun with our ancestors and learning more about our history which will gladly and with expertise be narrated by my mom (laughs) we'll sit down for a big ham dinner after that Polo Express and then the boys have to go to their rooms still in their mid-20s, they have to go to their rooms so we can bring out all of the presents. Now, that sounds like a, a reasonable evening, right? You know, time-wise. But, you know, we're, we're a chatty group. <laughs> Last year, we actually started the Polar Express movie at 2.30 a.m. So you can imagine getting to bed after setting the room for the morning rush was literally almost morning itself by the time we were all done. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited, though. This is, this is my most favorite time of year. I love the fall, I love the winter, and all the magical stuff that comes with it. So it's only three weeks away, and I already feel the rush, clearly, right? <laughs> um, I already feel the warmth in my heart. I already feel the magic of the season. So now you know, my annual Christmas Eve tradition that will have the added bonus of heritage, more traditions, and family ties this year, and it's something that we'll be able to incorporate each year after. All right, let's see. The moon, she's in her last quarter phase right now, getting smaller and smaller before her dark phase, her dark moon phase next week. So what should we be doing right now during our waning moon? Well, it's all about releasing, letting go of stuff that no longer serves us, letting go of things that hold us back. Now put some work into, into the why portion of this, You know why it's not working, why you need to let go. Reflect before you say goodbye so you have a clear, clear understanding of why you are removing it from your life, from your beliefs, from your presence. I promise it will make the letting go part much easier if you have a deep understanding of why it must go. 
Okay, on to sigil magic. So Justin and I recorded this while he was on a road trip of sorts with his wife and three kids. So you'll hear some giggling, some background family fun, which as you know, always warms my heart. And since this is Justin's second time on with me, we had some catching up to do and definitely took some side road conversations throughout the taping. <laughs> but that's what I like, right? You know, good conversation and you just kind of see how it flows because it will naturally pick up its own rhythm. And I think that makes for a great recording. Now we did go a little long, so I did find a good point to uh, break it. And this week is gonna be part one. Next week, of course, will be part two. So let's go ahead and join the recording with Justin, the pagan padre, and talk about sigil magic. Okay, well, I am back and I am so excited to have Justin back with us. You guys more than likely know him as the Pagan Padre, uh, but welcome, Justin. What's up, Charlene? I'm so glad to be back. <laughs> Yay! So I was actually looking back at my notes, Justin, and it was early July that we last talked. <laughs> yes. It's been a while. It has. And you, I always like to start my podcast off with, you know, some things I did over the weekend, but... Gosh, I would love to hear how your summer was because I know you had some really big projects that you were about to launch last time we talked. So yeah, I am the DFGO, which is designated faith group leader for the Fort Johnson in Louisiana uh, Army Base. Okay. Uh, leader for the pagan community. We officially got started uh, in September 20th, which as all of us would just know, that's Maybon. That's right, right? <laughs> so that was our first... Like that's when we were fish official and we had our first uh, gathering and we've had Samhain since. Uh, I've got some amazing people who are have stepped up and are leaders and are doing classes like every Saturday. Did um, it when you when you first got approached to to do this segment, right? For for your community, did you envision it turning into what it's what it's already in a very short amount of time grown to be? No, because it was started with just a couple soldiers coming up and us having a conversation and saying, oh, you know, I wish I had X, Y, Z. I wish I had X, Y, Z. And eventually I just was like, you know, uh, so what happened was, was Odin and Hakate were like, hey, bud, it's time to put your big boy boots on and you're going to go talk to the, the main chaplain. Skip okay. everyone else. Just go straight to him. And, uh, you know, he can't. We talked and him and some of the other garrison chaplains were like, hey, so we don't know Jack about this, yeah. but we've been trying for the last couple of months to get a group together and it's just not happening. So we're going to put you in charge of that if that's something you want to do. And I was like, uh, sure. And it's it kind of snowballed. It kind of snowballed. Yeah. I, I, I'm so, when you were talking about that back in July, like I was so honestly excited for you and just to see the impact the community is going to have just because of just even knowledge. Maybe it's not somebody that, that is down this path or maybe, you know, maybe they're on a totally different path, but just to have a broader understanding of different cultures, different ideas, different thoughts, like that is really exciting to me. Yes. It's amazing. We have so many different walks, uh, like paths 
I bet. that people are walking. And there's so many new people, and it's really awesome to be able to usher them and guide them through the, through this path. And, That's right. and to help them figure out, like, you know, like our topic today, like, what are those? How do we do them? Right. You know, what is this? How do I do this? One of our, the, our first classes was a grounding and centering class. And then oh. the next one was uh, ritual etiquette. What a perfect way to start the whole thing off with grounding. <laughs> it's good for you. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's, it's really cool because it's not just me saying, hey, this is, this is how you do it. Because it's, there's no one way to do anything. And we know that. We know that. Yep. So it's really cool to see like all these different practitioners. Some people work with Lucifer and Lilith. Some work with Egyptians. Mm-hmm. Me with Norse and Hakate. So it's like all do it so different, but they're all the same. That must be that type of energy, that collective energy with all these different voices, all these different thoughts. I, I can't imagine what that would feel like. It's energizing, it to say be. the least. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, See, for those of you who don't know, uh, Louisiana's been in a really bad drought. And for our Mabon ritual, at the end of it, it started to rain. Like, pretty heavy. You're kidding. I really... <laughs> okay, Bubby. Here comes Loki coming in. <laughs> Here he comes. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, it, it literally started to rain for like 45 minutes and it was the first one they got in months after you had your maybon ceremony yeah as i closed circle it started to rain oh my gosh that would have been did anybody record any of it or did they did you get any of it on on pictures no we took pictures for almost all of our events that we do so that's powerful justin it really was it was really really intense especially for like a group of people who haven't been together mm-hmm. and how and like that never worked together and have never cast circle together oh my gosh and that just think of the extra power that that gave them then i mean i like i can feel that i can visualize it and feel what that would be oh my gosh how exciting yes and everyone still talks about it and like now that it starts to rain we're like okay nobody mentioned rain before we do anything because it's gonna rain <laughs> off. now you it's know it's an you're ongoing talking. joke because yeah. for yeah, for our uh, one of our classes, uh, for the ritual etiquette class, we were talking about rain, and it started to rain, like it started to sprinkle. We we're like, no, oh my god, <laughs> not again. No, 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 no. I didn't mean to start. So it's an unspoken to... rule now. Don't talk about rain. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. You got a powerful group then. I do. I really do. And then what? What was your class? I know you just had something uh, before you're jumping on with me here. What were you talking about today? Uh, today's class was uh, like an intro to Hecate. It went really well. Most of our classes do. Everyone's super receptive, and it's just all of the stuff we do. Like it, it feels like we could just conquer the world if we really wanted to. Probably can you get collective like that. You probably can. And hey, that's definitely the energy that's that's being built up. Right. And hey, not to not to already book you for another one, but my younger son has always been very drawn to Loki, and I know he is one of your guys. I would love, love, love to get you back on a podcast specifically about Loki, if that would be okay with you. I would love that. Yeah, Loki just popped in and was like, hey, yeah, do it. Let's do it now, right now. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm just sitting here like, no, go ahead. It's like, it's not your time yet. 
the devil wait, wait, wait hold on yeah you know what actually um connor's gonna be home in a couple weeks for christmas so uh for the holidays so i would well let me see uh, if we can try to chime that in but that would be amazing if i could get all three of us on together yeah uh we could totally make that work okay yeah okay well, well listen, my favorite episodes when yeah. you were like with your with your boys oh my gosh so do you know, um, I can barely see straight. I'll, I'll probably mention it, but I, I got the DNA stuff back and both of them want to get some, you know, my older one, Taylor is really into that. The, the Norse stuff, um, in general, very connected to Odin and yeah. the Ravens and the wolf and um, my younger ones, I would love to get him on like with you or something, but his guy is Loki for sure. And I'm like, Oh, God, I want to introduce you to Justin. <laughs> oh, but both, oh, I, I, I got their that. That'd be so cool. That would be okay. They, well, Connor, so my younger one, Connor, he actually was, he's taking, they're both in college, but Connor is, um, yeah. Connor's taking, he wants to be a, a psychologist, actually go to the, get his doctorate, the whole, you know, the whole thing. And, but part of it is, you know, the, the beginning stuff is your general ed. You have to have certain classes, regardless of what your, you know, your primary mm. field is going to be in. Right. So he's doing like biology, yeah. and chemistry and all that. And he was just talking about it. He's like, mom, like some of this stuff, I think kind of actually works with, with like the witchcraft side of things. I'm like, boo, you're right. You know, I mean, there's, there are certain herbs that are used that are specific because they're the qualities that they have. And, but he wanted to get into and do like a joint podcast of him talking about the the chemistry side <laughs> i was like oh connor that is so sweet <laughs> so i gotta say that's if- a thing though like right? i found there was a guy uh who does like uh metal magic oh i'll be find it and send it to you okay yeah right on right on um okay so today actually we are talking about sigils and i would love just to get a full gosh, break down, like start to finish what they are, how we can make them. And then of course, how we can use them or how, uh, you know, people can use them with their individual practices. Yeah. Okay. So what actually is a sigil? Uh, sigils are magical drawings or symbols that we create using our intentions. Got it. And is it, does it have to be like a word or can it be an image or what? Is it, or is it pretty much open to what the practitioner needs? I would say it's pretty open. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I love chaos magic, and we like to take things from all over, pop mm-hmm. culture especially. Mm-hmm. So if you've ever seen the mortal instruments, they have their symbols and what they mean. And I used to use those all the time, specifically like the ones for strings. Mm-hmm. So how, okay, so sigil, the visual side of a sigil is up to whatever you need. It could be words, it could be a drawing, it could be just any type of image, right? Yes. So how would one start to make it or or think about the creation process? Because I have, I have heard that it really, like you can certainly use other sigils, right? But if you can create one mm-hmm. yourself, it's got much more power to it. Yes. Um, I have a book that I bought forever ago and it shows a way to make sigils. And what you do is you write out, like, let's say protect this home. Mm-hmm. You write it out and then you cross out all the letters that repeat. Okay. I've seen that. Yep. Yeah. And then you, you have the specific letter, you know, one letter of each, and then you make 
a, a wheel. So mm-hmm. one to nine and certain letters go with the numbers. Right. Of the alphabet. So like you, you, you start with a graph and you write one through nine and you go A, B, C, D, however, until you get to nine and then you start back over. So you have a row that correlates with the numbers. Yep. I'm with you. Yeah. And then you, when you start with your wheel of the numbers one through nine, and they can be in any order. It doesn't have to go like a clock. You can put one at the like eight o'clock position and two at the twelve o'clock. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how your wheel upper wheel at wherever your first number is. So okay. let's say your first number is at eight. So you start with eight, and then you draw a line to to four. Draw a line to connect all your numbers, and then you draw a line at the end to signify like this is where the sigil stops. So are you are you connecting the letters that represent the numbers? So you know A B C and D is within the letter or the number one. Are you connecting the in in sequence of what the letters are remaining in the word protect this home? In the words? Yes. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So like, it's like uh, it's like A is one, B is two, C is three, mm-hmm. and so on. And then once you hit whatever the ninth letter is you start back over and the 10th letter would be one. Got it. Got so it, got whatever it. number that fall, the column that falls under, that's the number that you'll go to. Oh, I see. I see. I see. So you're, I, you, I got, I'm with you. Okay. I, I used that a lot when I first started making sigils and it works really well. I've seen people on like Instagram do, video, uh, do sigils where they like, have the first letter of each word mm-hmm. and they put them together and make a sigil that way i guess the end result kind of like you're stacking them right 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 and yeah i've seen that where they take the first letter draw it out whether it's a whatever and then try like to a make b. Other, yeah like a b and then you try to make other letters out of that b or extend it so you create your image that way too yeah and that's going to be tough exactly. if you're really into something aesthetically pleasing, because that might not come through like real balanced, <laughs> so, but it is what it is, right? That's, yeah. that's, that's hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it could just be, you could say, protect this home. You can draw a line, a straight line with like four, you could draw a vertical line with like four diagonal slashes going one knit, one way four going the other way and three dots in the middle and oh i see yeah when you create that you think of saying this sigil is to protect this home i okay so do you recommend that like once so you they, yeah justin you're breaking up quite a bit that's probably my service there you go Look, I, I can hear you now oh no is it um, it's probably the water. We're going from Louisiana, Texas. Oh. <laughs> Bobby? Hello? Hello? Okay. It, I went from nice Texas. I went from Louisiana to Texas. No. So. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it, yeah. You just said no connection. Forget it. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Okay, okay bye. <laughs> I was like, okay, bye. I'll see you later. Okay, bye. <laughs> Okay, so we left off with sigils, and I was starting to say that, do you think, like, once you have the actual image, 
and you're happy with it, then you can start putting some of the, the powers into it and your intentions, or do you really feel like that should be done as you are drawing the lines or, and, and as you are creating it? So you can definitely do that afterwards. Um, there are ways that I've seen and read about where you uh, quote unquote activate a sigil, which is where like you draw it on a bay leaf and you burn it or you take your spit and rub it on it. Mm -hmm. Having the intention beforehand is awesome, but if you just want to make a sigil because your brain says, hey, draw this and you draw it and you don't know what it's for. And then like a day or two or a week later, you draw it again. Your brain's like, oh, hey, that's what this is for. That's perfectly acceptable. That would be amazing. That's like your subconscious coming through saying, hey, we got we to gotta work on something. That happens to me with bind runes a lot. Really? Yes. Uh, I'll get like the thought to draw out one and then the, a thought to draw out another one and then another one. And eventually I just had this long stack of runes. I'm like, what's this for? And my brain's like, I don't know. Save it. Oh my God. And then eventually I'll, I'll scroll back through my pictures. <laughs> you had to bring in Loki. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'll have this. Oh my God. I'll, I'll just go through my stack of pictures, through my pictures one day, and I'm like, hey, what was this for? And my brain's like, oh, for this. And I'm like, oh, okay. That was like last week. Oh my gosh. That's a very strong tie to your subconscious, and that's awesome. And some, yeah, it is. And then sometimes I'm like, I don't, I don't even know. I'm just going to burn it and see what happens. <laughs> Loki would be proud. Yeah, he would. <laughs> okay, so we have our, let's say we've got our sigil. We've given it our intentions of what the purpose is going to be. Then what comes next? Like how how do we integrate that into our either day in and day out lives or for specific use? So for me, I draw them on my truck because I work for the gar for a garbage company. Mm -hmm. Then it's always dirty and dusty and I will consistently draw sigils and runes on my truck mm -hmm. and when they get asked when i get asked what it is i'm like i don't know i just feel like drawing it <laughs> so you could definitely you know have one for your for your workspace on your desk if you have a stack of sticky notes mm -hmm. draw one out and then stick it somewhere that's just something you could even doodle just if you're sitting on the phone and waiting you know part of a, a yeah Conference meeting, Zoom meeting, Teams meeting, something. Yeah. Um, if you're waiting to go for a job interview and you've got some paper, you can write out real quick. I am confident. You should draw your graph real quick. Draw the sigil. Stick it in your pocket. Oh, I like that. I know I've mentioned before with, you know, getting ready for work in the morning, whether it's cologne, essential oil, perfume, you know, whatever you're doing, that if you have a rollerball, drawing a sigil on your body is super easy. I, I think. Yes. Rollerball. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to suggest that also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I know something that certainly ties into my practice being um, really drawn to the kitchen, witch side of things, you know, if you're breaking bread. Uh, mm hmm right? Baking a pie, even you could put that sigil in of whatever intention you're trying to bring to the people that are going to be eating it. So a bread, you know, loaf of bread might be a little bit more obvious. It's going to, it's going to be right there on the top, but certainly if it's, you know, in a pie crust, you know, for the holidays, 
there's a lot of stuff you could add in, I think, right now that would be amazing for sigils. Yeah, uh, I make some shortbread cookies mm -hmm. and take a little a, a knife and just draw it on there real quick. I love it. Um, if you, you know, I serve my coffee clockwise mm -hmm. to bring in things. But also, you, I've been, no, I've known myself to sit there and draw out a sigil or a rune in the coffee with my spoon. Oh, I like that. Yeah, and it, you know, that'll work for tea or anything else. Mm -hmm. Chocolate milk. Gosh, you could even, Justin, you could even pour, like if, you, if you're mixing it with like a powder, you could pour the powder on top of the milk before mixing it in the shape of the sigil. Yeah. There's a lot of options. Yeah, like with my wife's over here whispering things that pops into her head. Okay, she said, like with syrup. Oh, absolutely. And Pancakes. I didn't waffles. even think about that. Mm-hmm. That's a great option too. That's perfect. Yeah, uh, or like if you bake a cake for yourself, you know, if you, you know, kitchen witchcraft. Yep. Use your use your, use your piping bag. Bust out a rune. Bust out a sigil on the top of that cake. Who else? Who's gonna care? Right. Especially if it's for family and friends that are supportive of all this, that that they're gonna yeah. love it just as much. Yes. That's amazing. I mean, honestly, in kitchen witchcraft, you've got infinite options of using sigil work with with your baking and cooking. Oh, yeah. Kitchen witchcraft is just controlled chaos. <laughs> That's probably so true, Justin. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you, you let a cake bake one one minute too long, and it's, and it's done for. You let it cook one minute a little too too soon, it's done for. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I don't know. I've worked does... in too many kitchens. <laughs> you know. How does Loki do in the kitchen? <laughs> oh, we don't talk about that. <laughs> You can ask my wife how many times I came home burned for no reason. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. There's always something, isn't there? Especially in the kitchen. Yes. That's but just, there's I always, mean, yeah. There's always some chaos that's happening behind the scenes that you don't realize until you turn around and look at it. You know, one of the things I did last year for um, uh, my Yule fire is I kept a piece of the fire, the actual wood or like the charcoal of it, I guess. Uh -huh. So that I could start this year's Yule fire. And now that we're, right. Now that we're talking about it, but in the ashes, I know there's a lot of not scrying that you can do with ashes, but you can certainly look at smoke and, you know, um, interpret, you know, the, the shapes and the visions that you can get with it. But you certainly could um, put some sigil work into the ashes of either a fire pit or your home fireplace. You know, you definitely could scry into like the ashes of a of, like a fire mm -hmm. because it would be just like doing tea leaves right right and that might fire can definitely speeds things up and put some extra energy into it so if you're really needing maybe some more help or some more uh, manpower you know the the firework might work really well with that yeah that's that's definitely awesome to think about or like you said, you have a fireplace. You could draw sigils inside of the fireplace, like on the bricks. Oh, absolutely. That would be amazing. And then look at that and just let your let your vision kind of blur looking at the sigil with the fire burning. Oh, my gosh. Where else? Where else? You know what you could do? Even for like the the herbal witchcraft or, you know, the, the green witch, the garden witch, the cottage witch, all that different um, type of practices, you really could put sigil work 
every single place. You could carve it into the dirt of your potted plants. You could, there's so many things you could do. Yes, most definitely. But you could totally, uh, what is it called? Um, if you work outside and like you're like a nature witch or forest witch, mm-hmm. you could definitely like find bones and use bones or sticks to tie in the, the sigils with some twine. Absolutely. Oh, that'd be so pretty. I've got a friend that's um, definitely more into the bone magic side of things. Um, so I'd love to bend her ear about that one. I love my bones. You do? I just don't have the space for bones. Well, I remember the last time we talked, you said you were, um, I think, was it something with Loki? And then you literally came to the next spot and there was a a cow's Oh, bowl? Wasn't there something like that? Yes, yes. No, I was asking the my spirit guides to show me what my uh, spirit animal was. Oh, that was it. That was it. Yeah. Uh, or my philgia. Yes. And I went to the next stop. And there was a cow skull. Oh my god! So that's he sits so- out my front in my front yard. It still is. Yeah, he he hangs out in the front yard by the T post. <laughs> that's awesome. But you know what? For the for the for the witches that are really tied to a lot of animals, like I, I certainly am with the crows. That you know, I put peanuts out for them every day. I could put the peanuts in the shape of a sigil that is meant to bond me with them more, right? Yeah, definitely. Bird seed or like yeah yeah bird seed. I'll put it on your feeders, make a birdhouse, and paint a rune on there. Mm-hmm. That would be perfect. Oh my gosh! Like there's, it's it really it's it's up to you, right? There's so many ways to bring sigil magic into your practice. Your locks, your your lock password on like for your iPhone. Oh, you can... Justin, of course. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. It just popped into my head. That is so freaking perfect. That would be amazing to have your sigil as your lock screen password. Whatever those numbers end up being. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm literally going to do that when we're done talking. <laughs> yeah, or like some, some phones you can do the swipe thing, like where you connect the dots. Yes. Yeah, you could do that as a sigil. Mm-hmm. I love that. I really, I mean, talk about the, you know, witchy work wishes. Like your phone's with you all the time. So something you can do at the office is something just like that. Or you can use the numbers instead of drawing a sigil out. You could just use those numbers for a password. That's like a, your lock screen password. Initially, when you said that, that's what I thought of. But yeah, I do know you have you can do that swipe code thing too. But yeah, I thought it yeah. would just be the numbers um, making the design out. Oh, I love, love, love that idea. That's amazing. All right. Well, that is a great stopping point for Justin and I talking about sigil magic and many more things. Uh, I do have a quick little thing to say that on our next episode, part two, Justin has a big announcement. I'm really excited about it. Um, Okay. So that's it for today. I promise we'll pick up right where we left off with next week's episode. Um, I really appreciate you being here. Thank you for joining me. I hope you have a great week and weekend, and I will talk with you next week. Thank you for joining me today at Witchy Work Wishes, a place to find your weekly inspiration for bringing your personal witchcraft practice into your business, work, and office. For more information and additional content, please visit me online at witchyworkwishes.com. If you want to send me a personal note, 
please email me at info at witchyworkwishes.com. And of course, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Witchy Work Wishes. <laughs>